Welcome to Back on the Broomstick, a modern witch's spoken word grimoire, where two witchy friends from way back are reconnecting to their pagan roots after a long period of mundanity. We're rewalking the path of the wise and trying out all the latest spells, rituals, and magical theory in today's witchcraft and pagan practices. So grab your wand and your incense, your cauldron and your crystals, and join us as we get Back back on the Broomstick. I'm your co-host, Shell. I'm your co-host, Layla. Before we get into our main topic of egg cleanses and different ways that you can cleanse your energy, Shell, we were just talking about how you were thinking about doing one of those online programs where you can purchase land in Scotland or in England and become a lady, right? So which is it going to be? When I did my ancestry DNA, it came up like 62% English and Welsh. And I got no business buying land in Scotland with that DNA history. Robert the Bruce is one of my direct ancestors. So Scotland all the way. I gotcha. So yeah, no, (laughs) we can trace us back to Queen Elizabeth II, which as you know, lit up my life. I love that for you. That is amazing. Elizabeth, Queen of the United Kingdom, the second. Royalty. The majority of my DNA pattern Um, comes from England and Wales. So yeah, I want to buy a plot of land and be an English lady, but we will be- peace to their lands. Yeah. Or we'll just try to gobble up everybody in between us and have one big kingdom. That's right. We'll just turn it into a big pagan, witchy, (laughs) cannabis-loving, happy fest. Kingdom. Queendom. It'll be a queendom. That's right. We'll either have to be dual queens- Oh, no, no, no. I want you to be the queen. Are you sure? I would like to be your mysterious royal advisor. Ooh, you'd be like, you'd be like Morgan Le Fay. You'd be That's like, right. I'll be the dark and shadowy mage in the background. My title will be queen and your title, we'll let your title be enchantress. There you go. I will be the enchantress of the realm and you can be queen of the realm. And together we will be beautiful as the dawn and <laughs> beneficent and glorious to everyone. They will love us and fear us. This is why we're great. <laughs> this is probably why no one gives us power because we go straight to world domination. Absolutely. But it would be f- a fun world. Even though it'd it be would be world domination, it'd be a fun world. You know, we'd have drum circles every night. Bonfires, drum circles. Lots of cannabis. Woohoo. Naked hot tubbing. Ooh. It, you know, it's getting to be hot tub season. It is. And let me just tell you, pagans of the world, Please naked hot tub responsibly. Make sure your cracks are clean. Shower first. Please fucking shower first. If I see one more dirty pagan try to clean his nasty toenails in a hot tub. I'll vomit. I am so icked out sometimes. So icked out. I usually avoid the hot tubs around festival time. The place where I like to get a seasonal. It's nice when it's quiet and clean because icky. I'm sorry, icky. That's just a disrespect thing, in my opinion, because I understand as one of these happy, free, hippie, pagan folk that, you know, you're at a festival. I get it. You might go a weekend or a week without a shower. Whatever. I ain't judging. Yeah, be a dirty pagan. We don't care. Most of these places next to their hot tubs, they have like a rinse off station of sorts. You might not want to call it a full on shower, but like something where you can kind of cleanse yourself physically before getting in. Do it. Use it. Nobody wants your dirty, crusty crack getting in that thing. And then here's the worst part. Those are the ones that are always like, hey, baby. Right? The stinky ones. (laughs) The ones that are pulling up their callous toenails 
and gouging out the gods knows what from underneath them while they're trying to come on to you in the hot tub. Ew. Or stuff is bubbling off of their lower regions that is flaking <laughs> off in the water, bubbling yeah. to the surface. <laughs> Everyone else is like slowly, or in some cases, not so slowly, getting the fuck out of the tub. Ugh. Yes, please. Wash yourselves. Cleanliness is next to godliness. <laughs> and, and you know what? That That is definitely the case. But let me tell you, one thing about, about communal hot tubs you see the greatest tattoos, the greatest oh, yeah. tattoos. And I, I, I got to just quick recall a time where we also saw the greatest piercings. A nice gentleman, probably in his mid to upper 70s, fully covered head to toe with colorful, bright colored hummingbirds. Yes, the hummingbird guy with all the flowers. I was waiting for an opening to be like, do you mean the hummingbird guy? <laughs> yeah, like the hummingbird guy. And it wasn't so much that he was in his mid to late 70s and covered head to toe and brightly covered hummingbirds. Gorgeous tattoos and amazing piercings. The best part was the Jacob's Ladder. Yeah, yeah. I had never seen one of those personally. I'd, I've seen a few um, Prince Alberts, a couple others, but never a full Jacob's Ladder before. Impressive. Never a full Jacob's Ladder on a man of his age and stature. Yeah. Nipples pierced, everything pierced. All I had to say to that man was, bravo, bravo. Fly your freak flag, get in this hot tub, and let's talk about these hummingbird tattoos. Wonderful guy. Well-spoken, intelligent, great to talk to, seemed very comfortable in his own beautifully decorated skin. And I aspire to that level of confidence. That was a good communal hot tubbing experience. <laughs> Love pagan <laughs> events for that type of blending of people. The heathen soup. Yeah, that's exactly what it is, is heathen soup. Sometimes good, sometimes bad, but always interesting. We're both kind of looking around and getting back into things. How are you doing with like your daily practices or, or daily witchy stuff, Shell? You know, actually, I am still, uh, we talked about this at the last episode. I am still engulfing myself and catching and rewatching and watching for the first time um, some of the workshops and seminars from WitchCon. So I am still kind of immersed in that. You know, that is bringing up a lot of points to me, making me want to reconnect with certain practices. I am very much immersing myself still in this. Like I said last last episode, about 100 workshops to get through. They're about an hour, hour and 15 minutes each. And I work a full-time job. So as you can imagine, I'm it not takes done a yet. Time. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like a summertime festival or something where you can take a week off and then go right. to all the workshops. But it is nice that you can do it at your own pace. Does it still have? Now, you seem to have the glow. And what I'm talking about is... After a festival or a really good class or witchy workshop, you feel the magic. I just watched a workshop before we started recording today. So yeah, that's got to be it. You're feeling that reconnection, feeling really witchy and pagan and wanting to do things. Is that that kind of energy? Yeah, absolutely. You know, reading a book or getting online and, and reading some information or watching a TikTok or what have you, you know, that can kind of jar things within you. But when you are in a workshop or in a seminar, and granted, because I'm, I'm, I'm watching these now recorded, I can't interact via chat, there's still that air of connection. Right. 
you're not getting that off a damn wiki how, okay? Right, right, right. And me personally, I'm not getting that off TikTok. I am very entertained by the stuff on TikTok, but I'm not feeling some sort of level of connection. Whereas you're feeling it during these seminars and workshops, yes. I love that you mentioned TikTok because part of the focus of this episode is going to be on spiritual cleanses, in particular, one of the popular things on TikTok, egg cleanses. And this is a very, very old practice. This is something that you and I are familiar with from decades ago. This is not an uncommon thing. It's just kind of blown up on what people are calling witch talk. It's turned into the quote unquote popular thing at the moment. Like how tarot made their made its thing way around and everybody and their brother was doing tarot because it was cool. Then everybody was doing Ouija boards because they were cool. Now everybody's doing egg cleanses because they're cool. Some of the Reddit boards I'm on are so fed up, I think, with the inundation of help me read this egg cleanse that they pretty much have like standard answers. And even <laughs> I went on there and I was like, hey, I, I want to talk about some egg cleanses I'm about to do. And they're know, like, my- no. Right. I'm like, I'm about to do my first one. And I just want to know, do you have you had any good experiences, bad experiences, (laughs) any tips or tricks? And they're like, no, just go here for your divination. And I'm like, I didn't ask. I don't want a divination. I just want to talk about what you think. And they were like, no, go here for divinations. And I'm like, all right, okay, no problem. You've been burned. I feel that. (laughs) It's kind of like think of Stairway to Heaven on the radio. People are just so sick of hearing it. They're over it. No one wants to hear it. Whereas it is still hugely popular in places like TikTok. It is a very simple and easy spell. And it's actually a really, really good one. I highly recommend it. Cleansing your aura, cleansing your energy, magically cleansing yourself and your space is something that people very often do before they do a ritual or a spell. And it's something that you should incorporate into your daily or routine practice as just a a regular good magical habit. I kind of look at this as you have two options here. You can just do a typical egg cleanse. You don't necessarily have to do the divination piece. Yes. The divination piece, in my opinion, is more like a part two. I'm so glad you mentioned that because they can be separated. Right. They can be two completely different things, or you can roll it all into one happy ball of cleansing and divination. I think it's important to point out that they they are absolutely two different activities. You often see them listed as kind of one, especially right. now the divination part. Everyone one wants to know, is my ex coming back? Do I have an evil eye on me? Has someone hexed me? It's very popular right now. Does he love me? Right. But let what are we talking about when we talk about it? We'll start with an egg cleanse and then we'll get into a more talking about aura and magical cleanses. But specifically, what is an egg cleanse? I kind of look at it as like, you know how we've talked in the past about you can take a, a, a cleansing shower where you're imagining the shower hitting over you and the water just cleansing all that negativity away. Yes, exactly. I kind of look at the egg as a similar thing. Now, I laugh because I try to cleanse my egg first with salt and lemon. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, I was doing that. I, I, I did an egg cleanse the other day for because we were doing this episode And I'm laughing because I got too much lemon on the egg when I was cleansing it. Then after I cleanse my egg with my salt and lemon, then I kind of roll it over, over myself. My whole face smelled like lemon. (laughs) I didn't wait for- Maybe you needed a little extra cleansing or protection on your face. I know, right? I'm dripping lemon down my face here, laughing my ass off. 
I'm just glad you didn't get any in your eyes. <laughs> Thankfully, no. <laughs> but, you know, I just kind of look at it as a sucking all of the uck. Yeah, exactly. If there's any uck, it's going to suck it off. We've talked about sympathetic magic before, like for like things. And eggs are seen as... Alike. It's a life. It is life. It It is a new beginnings. It is absolute newness. People in ancient Greece used to do ritual cleansings with eggs. It's popular in Appalachian folk magic. And what's currently popular now is more the Mexican version, uh, Limpia de Huevo. Again, it's because these eggs represent new life and beginnings. And so they're seen as very potent and magical. The shell is seen as kind of porous, so it can suck those energies in. And the egg itself is soft and spongy, so it can kind of hold. Absorb it. Yeah, exactly. Absorb and hold the negative energy which then stays inside the shell until you crack it. That's the, like Shell said, that's the second part of the spell. The first part is using this egg to pull in all the negative energy off you. And I've seen it done two ways. The current popular way that you'll see all over the place is lightly circling the egg or wiping the egg either on your body lightly or in just above your body in your energetic field, in your magic field, all over your body from head to toe. While you're doing that, envisioning it, absorbing the negative energy that you might have, then you can either just dispose of the egg or if you want to do the divination part, crack it into a jar of water. Which, of course, is what we did. Now, they say at that point, you're not supposed to look at it directly from the top. And the reasoning for that is because the glass will help shield you from the negative energy that the egg has absorbed. If you look directly down at the egg, that negative energy can then come and reinfect your aura. So you're supposed to look at the egg from the side, and then there's different ways to interpret the patterns. So how did yours turn out? Now, I was actually kind of surprised because I guess sometimes when you do this, you have this expectation of it's yanking all this negativity away from you. And in reality, my egg was a little less negative than I thought. It didn't have a lot to pull. Um, A little stringy. There was a couple strings going right down the center to the bottom, but I didn't have a crazy egg. I started out the same way, cleansing the egg. I used salt and lemon juice and running water, cleansed the egg, meditated with it, ran it all through my energy and had it suck up everything, cracked it in the glass. And they say you're supposed to wait like what, like 10 minutes? Something like that. Yeah. Something like that. So I waited about the 10 minutes and all I saw was the entire inside of the class was coated with little teeny tiny bubbles. And there was a couple strings, but nothing much. From what I understand, the little teeny tiny bubbles mean actually good energy. Oh, let me see if I can find it. Small bubbles in the water show that any negativity has been removed. And so mine was like kind of full of it. When you showed me yours and it looked very similar to mine, I actually wasn't surprised at all because how often, Shell, do you do some type of cleansing? I try, you know, I try to do it frequently, especially recently, because it's habit forming and it's a good way to get back in the groove and get back on the broomstick is to get yourself into these patterns again. That has been something I've been trying to do. And, you know, I I do work a a day job, a a nine to fiver. And let me tell you, there is definitely the need to be cleansing yourself of negative energy from full-time work. (laughs) As magical people, that's what we do. You know, you do a meditation and you ground, you cleanse. Our daily showers sometimes become quick cleansing spells or and I rituals. Think, I think that's what it is. I think it's, I, I utilize my shower way too much for, right. for cleansing rituals. 
as well as, you know, there's nothing wrong with being clean, folks. Refer to our yeah, hot, it's tub. Our hot tub story <laughs> here. I just have kind of trained myself to be habitually cleansed. You know, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. There's absolutely nothing wrong with no, that. Actually, that's a great practice. And it's part of being a responsible, magical person. You should regularly cleanse those things. You should regularly go through the magical and energetic attachments that you have and sever the ones that no longer serve you sever the ones that are no longer healthy. We should be doing regular magical cleansing. I kind of put that on my personal hygiene list, my daily yeah. personal hygiene. You know, you you get up, you take a shower, you brush your teeth, you cleanse your shit and off you go. That's you know, right. I mean, I, I just, I've kind of just worked that into my quote unquote personal hygiene routine. Just as much as I cleanse my body, I cleanse my soul as best I can. Exactly. And it should become a habit. So some of the things that, that Shell mentioned are simple. This egg cleansing, super simple. If you like that and that resonates with you, that's a cleansing that you can do very easily, maybe once a month or something like that. It, it's a very strong cleansing. But there's other ones that you can do daily, like the shower cleansing spell that we've talked about before, which can be as simple as imagining the water from your shower, washing all the negativity, evil eye, what have you, down the drain. Now, let me ask you this. What is your opinion? I've seen stuff where people have said that if your uh, water has an odor or if your yolk is like, you know how sometimes you can have blood in the yolk or yes. the yolk is a little discolored. I've seen places where people have said that is kind of a sign that you have like negative spirits or extreme negative energy attached to you. What is your opinion on that? Or did you just get a shitty egg to do an egg cleanse with? You know, if you are doing these cleansings, I do think that that can be a sign that you have some negative energy. I wouldn't take it too far. I would do a second one, you know, because if you have that much negative energy, you would benefit from a second cleanse anyways. And then I would incorporate cleanses regularly into my routine and kind of try to divine where that comes from. I do remember seeing something like an egg cleanse uh, back in the early 90s. I went to, I don't know, I don't believe it was at Lilydale, but I remember the person was associated with Lilydale. I don't remember his name. I was at kind of an event where he was talking about this and he had people in the audience, I wasn't one of them, have eggs. And he just had them hold eggs and he had them hold these eggs the entire time. And then after he was done talking about cleansing and reading people's auras and things like that, he had them come up and crack the eggs into glasses. And then he would do a, a reading on them, much like a tarot reading or any type of other divination that you would do. And he would go through and he would read them from top to bottom just by looking at what was going on in the egg in their glass. And it, he said it was from their hands. As they put their energy and then as it heated up from the energy in their hands, and as you as a Reiki practitioner know, that's someplace you can concentrate energy, right? Right, right. And so that was a way that a divination could be done. So I do believe that you will get clues as to what might be going on to you. Maybe there's an illness. Maybe you're going through some stress. You know, maybe someone is sending evil energy your way. And so I think doing a second egg cleanse would give you a little bit more insight. You can always back up any of that with a, a good sit down meditation session as well. And pull some cards. The first thing I would do, if if my egg cleanse had shown anything other than I was cleansed and protected, I would I'm have pulling absolutely, out the cards. First thing, grab my trusty tarot deck and slam down some cards immediately to get more clarity. Because I'm not an egg reader. I mean, I had kind of an idea and I could kind of get a general, I could read an egg, but I had to kind of look online to see what the meanings meant. 
whereas cards speak to me. So right. that that would give me much more detail than maybe doing another egg cleanse. And, you know, tarot, I, I, I kind of do the same thing. Tarot is like my backup way. I need a clear message here, you know, because I do that with the tea leaf reading. You know, if I'm confused or if something looks awry in a tea leaf reading, I am pulling those cards. Right. It's like pulling those cards. It's like speaking a second language. I I only speak very little egg cleanse. You know, I I can enough to get by, (laughs) but I am fluent in In tarot. tarot. So I can have a better conversation with spirit and with whatever's going on that way. I love that analogy. That's perfect. (laughs) Oh, thanks. That is so perfect. But you know, just just to kind of touch on some of the other things, I looked up some of the different symbols um, because again, we're exactly the same as you are. I am I am fluent in tarot speak and I am using a translator here on the exactly <laughs> exactly yeah. <laughs> but if you get like what looks like cobwebs in your water or kind of like the yolk is like webbing through the water, they do say that that can be an indication that the evil eye has been placed on you. I've always been skeptical of this evil eye thing. But it is becoming more mainstream and more popular again. You see a lot of evil eye jewelry. You just you're just seeing it a lot in pop culture right now. I think that there's a lot of hoopla about that. I do believe in the evil eye, but I also believe that there's a lot of hoopla around that right now. It's always a good idea to keep yourself protected. I gave the evil eye to somebody the other day who cut out in front of me in traffic. Like when I'm giving you the stink eye, watch out. But that doesn't mean you need to do an egg cleanse. That just means don't cut in front of me again and trap me. <laughs> People really are looking. They're looking to reconnect. I think that's why paganism and witchcraft in particular are so popular. Because They've exploded again. Yeah, we do want to find a way to get rid of this negative energy to reconnect with the earth and with natural things. I I think people are crying out for that. We don't have control of the societal negativity, but we do have control of this. And we want to try to everybody's trying to take those reins. They're trying to grab the reins and get it under control. So to kind of circle back, one of the interpretations is if you're seeing like cobweb looking things, it is that you may have had the evil eye placed on you. Another one is um, they they describe it as needles or spikes. They say that that can be indicative that there are people around you with bad intent. Now, mine, I was going back um, because I did mine a few days ago and I actually I took pictures of it and I'm going back and looking at the pictures and I do have what kind of looks like initially I have one spike. I actually would have called it like a little tornado in the middle of mine. How about you show me your pictures and I'll see what I see. After you tell me this, you show me yours and I'll show you mine and we'll see if we can see stuff in each other's. Okay. We'll try to interpret these. Let's see. Because they say when you have these little spikes, that that means there's someone around you with bad intent. But then my final picture, there's nothing there. There's nothing. I went from one spike to multiple spikes to nothing. My egg changed. So that's an interesting point as well, is that my egg actually changed. Now you're supposed to wait for the 10 minutes and then do it. Let me be honest with you. I didn't really have a timer and I am not 100% sure if picture one was was after 10 minutes or before 10 minutes. But the last picture where it was totally clear would have been well after 10 minutes. 
Okay, so here's what I would interpret from your three pictures that you showed me. If I was going to go by my intuition and my pigeon speak of egg cleanse knowledge, what this means to me is the first one actually I see as a good thing. That's a one, it doesn't look like a spike to me. That's a solid pillar straight from top to bottom. Doesn't it look like a little tornado? It does. And I think that's energy. It's definitely a cord that goes from the egg to the top of the glass. And it symbolizes to me new energy, new things, new beginnings. There's a lot of- Reconnecting to the mothership. Reconnecting to the sky, (laughs) reconnecting to the goddess, and also reconnecting to your own center of power. The next one does show more spiky things. And this shows more that there's stress and outside things. And it's all at the top. To me, that means cerebral. There's, There's a lot of maybe work stress or monetary stress, but not physical stress, but definitely challenges, mental challenges. But then it goes to clear uh, at the very last one. And to me, that means you have a very clear energy. You are definitely doing a great job keeping yourself clear and grounded. I don't see anyone actually attacking you. I see zero attacks against you because they would be stupid anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck around and find out. But no one is, thankfully. I see none of that. It just looks perfectly clear and beautiful. And other than some stress that's from outside you, this looks great. It was actually a fun little experiment because I have seen people do egg cleanses in the past. That was something some folks we knew would do. But I personally, myself, have never done one. Yeah, me either. It was interesting. I liked it. But I didn't feel, and maybe it's because mine was so clear at the end, I didn't feel I could get any divinatory insight from it. And I was kind of bummed because, you know, I always try to take things right to divination from the get-go. Now, let me ask you this, because I read, because again, I don't speak too terribly much egg divination, but I had read online, and, and maybe I'm wrong, that if you have a lot of bubbles, that meant that a lot of negativity was absorbed into the egg. Is that not the case? I saw that the bubbles meant that you were protected. So may I don't know. Maybe it means that you're protected because it absorbed all the negative energy. Here's here's something that I, I found online. Bubbles mean that negative energy was absorbed into the egg. Bubbles within the water or the egg whites means that your cleansing ritual was a success. It oh, could awesome. also mean it could also mean that you've been experiencing gas or indigestion, usually due to stress. If you are seeing large bubbles or balloons in the water, it means the egg absorbed a lot of negative energy. This is a sign that you need to do a second cleansing ritual to fully rid yourself of negative energy. But yours kind of looks more like soda fizz. They're tiny bubbles. They're little teeny tiny. Yeah, they're definitely not large ones. So that just kind of makes me think that there maybe was a little bit of negative energy, but this fully did the job. Cool. You do have some webbing in there. Now, what does the webbing mean again? The webbing was supposed to mean that you may have had the evil eye placed upon you. And then kind of the that spiky is the people around you could potentially have evil intent. Oh, so you see a person with evil intent and evil eye and negative energy that was removed. You know, this is why I I, I don't like doing divination a whole lot for people I'm terribly close to because I feel like I know too much. It is easier to do readings for strangers. There may be circumstances going on right now that you just need to get your shit cleared off of, you know, stress, 
whether it be money stress, personal stress. I gotcha. Okay. Okay. Cool. Well, thank you. So tiny, tiny bubbles means negativity has been cleansed from you. Sucked so right good. out. So, Sucked so right out and it, successful. It, it even said that if you have a lot of those tiny bubbles that you absolutely had a successful cleanse. So I look at this as a win for you. Yay. I'll take a win anywhere I can get it. Now, one of the things I read was that one of the very common places that this uh, has been seen or culturally available is in Appalachian folk magic. Is that anything that you ever remember or anyone in your family using eggs in any way for healing or divination? No, no. This was actually um, new to me back in the late 90s. I had heard a little bit about it. I had known someone who did it a few times, but then that was kind of it. It was never something that was outstanding and, you know, just yeah. out there, just something I had heard of. I knew it existed. I knew people did it. That was about the extent of it. This was nothing that anyone in my family ever practiced. I feel it was more about symbols and superstitions than divination. I gotcha. My memory is pretty much the same as yours. It was something that was used for cleansing, mostly, occasionally for divinations, but it wasn't super common. It was just one of many different ways to do that. And right. now it just seems to kind of have exploded in popularity. You know, it worked. When I did mine, I did feel like a little bit of a weight had been lifted off. So that makes sense with what you saw in the in the egg reading itself. Could that have been because of the whole meditation and ritual that I did? Maybe. You know, at the end of doing that reading, I sprinkled my salt and chili flakes on the top of it and then disposed of it with running water. And I did feel lighter. I did feel a little bit cleansed. So there, you know, there's definitely something to that, much like any other type of cleansing that you do. But again, you know, I think that combining this with other things, I'm kind of big on combining. So again, you know, I would, if if I were going to do a, a formal divination, you know, this was kind of a, hey, let me see how this turns out. But if I was trying to do some formal cleansing or formal divination, I would be casting a circle and then I would probably in conjunction with it be using my tarot as well. Personally, I think an egg cleanse will probably be part of a cyclical thing, particularly in the spring. I can see myself doing egg cleanses maybe once every few weeks as part of my regular cleanse, but probably not regularly. Nowadays, the price of eggs can't warrant that. Right. It's pretty expensive divination right there. Right? Friggin' arrow deck is cheaper than a dozen eggs. Now, being able to dispose of these is pretty simple. Traditionally, people say you can flush it down a toilet, put it down a drain, putting it down running water is fine. You can give it to, if you have an animal that eats eggs, you can give it to them, but don't eat it yourself. Right. You can throw it in the garbage. People say that is acceptable. That doesn't resonate well with me, so the running water worked. Of course, some people say at a crossroads or bury it. And as you know, Shell and I are not huge fans of burying things, but an egg or eggshells is fine. But yeah, running water is the easiest. can go right down your drain. In a crossroads, that can be difficult, you know. Hey, neighbor, I just had to come down the street and dump my egg on the corner. (laughs) I mean, we're not that mainstream yet. No, not quite. (laughs) Not quite. Pretty soon they're going to have like designated areas at like every crossroads. They'll be like the witch patch where everybody can go and environmentally safely dispose of their spell products. (laughs) Whatever ritual leftovers that need to be 
composted magically back into the land can go with a nice witch plot coming to a crossroads near you. They need to have two options. They need to have like a, a mulch pit where you can let it just naturally go. And they need to have an incinerator because sometimes that shit just needs to burn. Right? Maybe one of every element. You can just leave things there in the air. You can incinerate it. You can toss it in this little pond here, or you can bury it in the earth to be reclaimed. And we could just do a little of everything at your local neighborhood witch plot at the crossroads. But I think for me personally, I'm not going to be doing an egg cleanse every month because, you know, first of all, the price of eggs currently. (laughs) But I do think that this is a a fun thing to maybe, like you said, do. This could be something that, that could be worked into maybe my yearly Ostara rituals you do an egg cleanse. Exactly. Ah, no pun intended. You know, do an egg cleanse every Ostara. That would be a great way to maybe either open or close an Ostara ritual. I definitely may do that because I did I did find value in it. It's just not something I would probably be doing on a weekly or monthly basis. I did feel a little lighter afterwards. And you know, who doesn't want that? We all need a little bit less stress in our lives. And if doing a meditation and an egg cleanse can help you get a little bit of Zen, a little bit of peace in your life, then you should incorporate it. You know, whatever these daily rituals in particular, like Shell and I are trying to get back on the broomstick. So we're trying to find these little things that work for us that we can come back to again and again as touchstones. Everyone you find might not work for you and that's okay. Keep trying. I wouldn't say that Layla and I are jumping on the weekly egg cleanse bandwagon, but we definitely think this is great to incorporate at least into some rituals. But we're gonna we're gonna seek out some other stuff and see see what's out there, see what options are out there. Because I'm finding that that there's so many people out there that are coming up with ideas that are just fabulous that I never would have thought of. So I I think that maybe checking out some of these and just, you know, try it once. What's it going to hurt? If you haven't done an egg cleanse, try it once. What's it going to hurt? Worst case scenario, you absorb a shitload of negative energy out of your aura and self. Right. Be a little lighter. Who doesn't want that? And if you have something that you would like us to try, or if you've heard of a spell or a ritual or anything that you want us to look into, email us at backonthebroomstick at gmail.com. Or check out our Instagram, Back on the Broomstick. Except ritual baths. Do not talk to us about ritual baths unless you are going to... Install a clawfoot tub clawfoot in my house. Bath. Exactly. <laughs> if you're not supplying the clawfoot bathtub, I want to hear about the damn ritual bath. Oh, they're so gorgeous. The ones in the woods. It's got to be cold as hell. I mean, a clawfoot tub in the middle of a gorgeous green mossy woods looks beautiful probably very cold i just i just want to point out it's funny that we talk about this at this moment because um you know i had said i was catching up on some of the workshops and seminars i missed from witchcon the one i am currently involved in is called voodoo spiritual baths for luck success and abundance Ooh, I want in on that. And all I keep thinking about through this workshop is that damn clawfoot bathtub in the forest filled with flowers that I want to be in. Heated. Just just make it heated. If I can wave my magic wand and heat the bathwater, I'm so there. Well, I figure if they can get plumbing to get water into these clawfoots in the middle of nowhere in the woods, it's obviously that plumbing includes hot water. So we want to thank you for joining us today for this episode of Back on the Broomstick and chatting with us on our egg cleanse expenditures. Join us next time 
Stay witchy. We'll see you next Friday at Back on the Broomstick. <laughs>